Hi, this is Renee Rendell from Awesome on 20, and you're listening to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player, go to Eat Blog Talk, scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave Eat Blog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. Hello, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in your business. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode number 291. Today, Renee Rendell and I are going to have a super fun chat about a very important topic in our space, and that is never giving up. Renee is the blogger and podcaster behind Awesome on 20, striving to build a content creation business at the intersection of food and magic. She blogs about comforting recipes for witches who love junk food and hosts a podcast about everyday spirituality and well-being through a witchy lens. Her latest project is the Moon Magic Mastermind for spiritual souls looking for loving support and gentle accountability in reaching their goals. Renee, it is such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited for our chat today, but we want to hear what your fun fact is before we dig in. I'm so excited to be here too. You know, I had to think for a second about my fun fact because your own life from the inside seemed so boring. But um, so you can probably tell from my accent that I'm American, but I actually live in Glasgow, Scotland. Oh, I've lived here for about six years now. But the thing that all my friends who live here think makes that really interesting is that I actually moved here from Honolulu, Hawaii. Wow. Okay. I didn't know either of those things just from getting to know you a little bit on Instagram, but so cool. How is it living in Scotland? Do you like it? Yeah, it's it's definitely an adventure. You know, I've also lived in Taiwan and where I didn't speak the language and didn't read the language. So I thought that coming to a country where, you know, everything was in English would be easier. And in some ways it was, but in other ways it was still really challenging. There are a lot of subtle differences within the culture that you have to get used to. Oh, I love that. And Hawaii, how was it living there? <laughs> um amazing, so beautiful. But believe it or not, you do get tired of perfect weather after a while. It starts to get boring. Um, and the cost of living is just really high mm. out there. Yeah. So I lived in Southern California with my mom growing up for just a few years. And, you know, it, it really is true that you can get tired of the sunshine. We used to get so excited when a storm would come in and that didn't happen very often in Palm Springs, like very, very seldom, just a handful mm -hmm. of days a year. But we'd be so excited, like, oh my gosh, the sky is gray, there's rain, there's wind. And it, that sounds super bizarre probably <laughs> to a lot of people, but there is some truth to that. Yeah, I totally get it. I would get jealous when I'd see my mainland friends getting out their cozy sweaters and their <laughs> hats and scarves. And, you know, maybe we would put a blanket on the bed. So yes, <laughs> that's funny. Oh, goodness. Well, thank you for sharing that. I love how that just kind of rounds you out as um, just an interesting human and food blogger. So thanks for sharing it. And I'm super excited about our chat because this is a topic that I really feel strongly about. And I think if anyone listening is serious about being successful, whatever that means for you as a food blogger or entrepreneur, 
that this is the thing you need to f- do and in order to find your success. And that is just not giving up. You show up consistently every day, every week, every month, and you do not give up no matter what. So you have some points, Renee, that you're going to talk food bloggers through. You're going to encourage us. You're going to help us stay motivated, um, keep creating that awesome content and finding the energy to keep moving toward our goals. Because as you know, that can be a struggle at time, just keeping up with our energy. So let's just talk through your points. What is your first little tidbit for us? Yeah, so you mentioned there, you know, you're having your own definition of success, whatever that means to you. And I think it's really easy. I know that I've experienced this. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else is doing, looking at somebody else on Instagram and seeing how many followers they have and, you know, feeling like, oh, I'll never get there or hearing people in um, a Facebook group or something like that say, oh, well, it don't, you know, it took me three months to get to 50,000 uh, monthly page views. And you're like, I've been doing this for two years and I'm <laughs> only at 10,000. Or 10 years, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's so easy to get got caught up in that comparison game. I think um, it happens to absolutely everybody. But I think the important thing to do is to go back to and find your own core beliefs and your own perspective on success and what being successful can mean for you right now in this moment. I think it's great to have goals of a certain number of page views or a certain level of income. Absolutely, it's important to keep a focus on those things. But in the day-to-day, I think it's more important to focus on the things that you can actually control. You can control the quality of your content. You can control your consistency and your commitment. You can control, you know, the level of learning that you're willing to put in to improve your craft. Um, Those are the things that are within your control. And I think that is where day in and day out, we should really be looking to see whether or not we feel like we're successful in those things. I think that is such great advice to start with because it is easy to get caught up in other people's lives and their businesses and their accounts and platforms and numbers. Do you have thoughts on that or I guess um, advice about how to keep your blinders on a little bit? Because it's I've found it's really hard as a content creator on platforms like Instagram to keep your blinders on because you're seeing everything else that's being put out there in podcasting, it's much easier to keep your blinders on because you're not necessarily hearing everything. Like as I publish, I don't have to go on and look at wade through everything Mm -hmm. else people are publishing, but in the visual world you do. So do you have advice on that? Yeah. And I think Instagram is tricky, especially because of the way that the algorithms are set up. You need to engage with other people's content. So, you know, If you're not in the food blogger or influencer sphere, you can just not go on Instagram for a week and it's no big deal. But if that's part of your business, you kind of have to be there. Um, One good tip that I've heard from someone else was to go to somebody that maybe has triggered you or, you know, somebody who's content that you like and you're saying to yourself, oh, I wish I could be as good as them. Go onto their feed and scroll back. Just keep scrolling for like, however long it takes you to get back, like maybe a couple of years and see where their content was when they're, they were at the place that you are now. Okay. That is like 
we can stop the episode right there. <laughs> that is so gold. I love that. I think we should all do that exercise today. Like pick three people who trigger you in some way and not in necessarily in a bad way, but in a way that's like, oh, I really wish I could be like them and do that. I'm totally going to do that today. Thank you. That was awesome. Um, okay. What else do you have for us? Um, do you have some more encouragement about how to not give up? I think that there's a lot of talk in the food blogging world about diversifying your income, right? And finding different ways to make money. I know this is something that you've talked about on your podcast. Um, and I think when you're just starting out, that can feel quite overwhelming, especially if you're still just trying to, you know, get your head around photography or getting on a consistent posting schedule or something like that. But if you're a creative person, you probably have a lot of ideas of things that you want to try. And, you know, I say, follow your intuition and go for it. Explore all of your different gifts and talents. Um, you don't need to necessarily wait for one thing to be perfect before you start another, or you don't need anybody to give you permission to try something. And, you know, as you're starting out and as you're growing, these maybe small new ways of bringing income in or small new creative projects can spark something that maybe you didn't realize when you were first starting out. Um, was something that was going to be really big for you. Um, a couple of things that I've done is that um, I've done a bit of VA work for other bloggers around copy editing. I also, in my former life, was an English teacher. So when I see a misplaced comma, I just, I feel compelled to fix it. So, so I was helping out another blogger with uh, some of their copy editing and just cleaning up some of their old content. They had this amazing back catalog of content. Um, and that has helped pay for a lot of my expenses for my blog as I've been growing. Um, and then also, you know, you mentioned that I now have a podcast. We're in about, I'd say we're about six months into that. But I had I had secretly wanted to have a podcast since like 2013 and just never did it. Never like felt like I was good enough or that I had anything to say or that I knew what the format was. And then one day I was just like, I think I'm going to just go ahead and start that podcast. Oh, and good for I you. Had, <laughs> yeah. You just did it. Absolutely. It was I scary, no but you did it. what I was doing. I Googled how to start a podcast. What kind of mic? To, like, I just <laughs> let the internet teach me. I figured out as yeah. much as I could. And when I hit record on that first episode, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Not, not, right? <laughs> None of us do. <laughs> and that's the thing I think we forget so much is that we worry about these feelings that we have that, you know, that I don't know what I'm doing or I, you know, who am I to put my voice out into the world? No one really knows what they're doing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so true. And it's easy to forget that because the podcasts that we listen to that are polished and have such great insights and everything seems perfect. It took hundreds and hundreds of practice episodes to get to that point. And same with blogging. Anything you see in the blogging world, it took repetition to get there. This is such a great point. And you said so many good things. Um, I think that exploring all of your gifts and talents, as you said, Renee, will also ensure that you keep going because it will keep you from getting bored, right? If you have in the back of your mm -hmm. mind, like, yeah. oh, I want to start a podcast, and then you dig into that, that's going to keep you excited, and it's going to keep your business exciting, and it's going to keep you moving. Do you agree with that? Mm -hmm. 
Oh, absolutely. 100%. Um, you know, I, I went into podcasting cause I, I love talking, <laughs> Um, you know, but I, I love exploring ideas and talking those out with people, but, you know, maybe if photography is more your thing, um, you know, there are lots of different directions that you can go with that. If you love writing, you know, there's freelance possibilities. There's all, there are always other avenues that you can move into. If you just sort of, I think to me, it's really important. Uh, I don't know if you have a, a meditation practice, Megan, but yes, yeah, I do. To find some still moments where you can step away from the busyness. Food blogging is really hard work. And you're often really busy, but you I think you have to find those quiet moments to let your inspiration bubble up rather than rather than just keeping yourself busy and keep, you know, that voice can't get through until you find some time to be quiet. And then just follow it. When you hear a call to something, follow it try it, see where it leads. And if it doesn't work out, no big deal. Oh, so the same, same for me. Quiet leads to my intuition talking to me. And I will tell you in all honesty, intuition runs my business 100%. I, I hardly think about anything anymore. I just let my intuition guide me completely. And I know that might sound kind of weird to some people, like some people sit and think through their businesses. And I do like I set goals and all of that. But I don't set any goals that don't completely align with what I hear when I am quiet. Does that make sense? Or am I weird? It makes total sense to me, Megan, I run a a podcast and a website for uh, modern witches. So nothing sounds too weird to me. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I think definitely, we get taught to to ignore that to ignore our intuition and to you know have a concrete plan and what if something goes wrong and there's you know listen to the experts there's one right way to do things and this is the only way to be successful and that's just a story that we've been told or that we're telling ourselves there are infinite ways that a person can be successful and i think the more that you tap into your intuition, the more that you follow what feels right to you, the more, not only the more successful will you be, but the more joyful you'll be in the process. And you can listen to the experts Mm -hmm. and still follow your intuition. I do. I listen to everything that people have to say. And I kind of let my subconscious sort through that. And yeah, just wanted to point that out that you don't have to do one or the other. You can still gather all of the information, but still rely on your intuition heavily. Let's take a really quick break to talk about a service I'm really excited to share with you. As a food blogger, you've got so much on your plate. You are busy developing recipes, taking photos, writing posts, managing social media, and all of the other things. You work hard to help your readers live a more delicious life. Even though you enjoy working in your business, I think we all do it because we love it, your to-do list is probably a mile long. You know what I'm talking about. And maybe there are certain things you'd rather not deal with, such as writing. If writing is not your cup of tea, you do not have to go it alone. Heather Eberly is a content writer for food brands. She uses copywriting and marketing techniques to grow your business so you can focus on doing the things you love. If you want to gain Google traction, stand out from the crowd, and take your income to the next level, Heather can help you. 
go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources to get more information about Heather's services. Again, go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources and click on Heather's link. And now let's get back to the episode. Okay, I want to hear more thoughts from you. You have something here. Point three is um, allowing your audience to support you through platforms like Patreon. I want to hear more about that. Yeah, so um, kind of alongside starting the podcast, I also launched a Patreon page thinking, you know, this will be up for months and months before anybody ever even looks at it. Um, and of course, I have such lovely friends. One of my friends, the minute I texted her to say that I had that the Patreon page had gone live, she automatically subscribed. So that was really great. But I think sometimes we forget that even if your blog or your business is really small, even if you only have, you know, I'm not even going to throw out a number. If you have a number of followers or a number of readers or, you know, a number on your email list that feels small to you, those are still people who are really excited about what you're creating. And so if you give them an opportunity to support you directly, I think you'd be really surprised how many of them are willing to actually trade the energy that you're sharing through your creation for a little bit of their money to let you know that they want to be a part of of what you're trying to accomplish. They love your work and they want to support you. So the money doesn't all have to come from selling a product or um, ads on your site or, you know, sponsored posts or things like that. Those are absolutely amazing forms of revenue. But also the the people who really love your work, um, they want to get involved. They want to be a part of your journey as well. Um, Patreon for me has been a really cool um, opportunity as well because uh, you get, you know, your Patreon supporters get exclusive content. So it's not like they're just getting it for free. You give them a little bit extra. Um, but what like one of the things that that we do at the highest level is we have a book club. Right. My Patreon group is now called the International Coven of Awesomeness. Oh nice. <laughs> which came up as an inside joke on the on the podcast. But so we now have the ICOA book club. So I get to meet with some of my Patreon supporters once a month and talk about, you know, a book that we love. And so you get to make a real connection with those people as well. And even if it doesn't make you a ton of money, like the money that I bring in from Patreon covers my costs for my hosting for my podcast. Yeah. And that's good, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to pay for hosting. Yeah. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. Any, you know, any little thing that you can bring in a little extra money while you're getting started out will cover your costs. And so you're able to, anything you then do bring in, you're able to keep that in your business account or, you know, however you want to arrange that, but you're not having to come out of pocket and invest all of your money from you know your full-time job or whatever it, else it is that you're doing while you're trying to build yourself up. You can get the people who really care about what you're doing to give you a little bit of support and help you cover some of your costs as you grow. And any amount of money for me, all along my journey, like whether I was starting in the middle or wherever, any little bit of money that came in was motivating for me. It was like a way to just give me a little bit of boost mm -hmm. to get through that next level or to the next month. Mm -hmm. Does that kind of align with how you work too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I said that, you know, the money I get from Patreon, it's not it's not that it's like hugely financially profitable at this point, but it is hugely spiritually profitable. 
it it really is a boost of encouragement to me. It fills me up uh, to know that I have these people that are supporting my projects and they really believe in me and I keep going uh, because of their encouragement. There's something to that. Like if, if people are paying you money to provide value, um, it's like you are more willing to, okay, how does that work? You put your energy back to them. It is a spiritual concept. Like you're getting energy from them. So then you provide more energy back. Does that make sense? Did Absolutely. I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, everything is an exchange of energy. So when you create something, you're putting out energy to your audience and they are giving you their energy in return in a, a physical form of money, but also in in a purely energetic form of, of encouragement and belief. Yeah, totally. You said it way better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anything else about that before we move on to your next point, Renee? Uh, I think, again, you know, if you're just that if you're worried about trying this, if you have a voice that says, oh, it won't work, like there's nothing to lose by trying it. It it, it takes, you know, a little bit of your time to, to set it up, but, you know, you, you don't have to make any investment. You just put it out there and see what happens. Yes, I love it. Great encouragement. What are your thoughts about community and finding supportive peers to keep you going? Mm-hmm. As I was becoming more serious about growing my blog as a business, I'd done it as a hobby for a long time. But once I decided that I wanted to try to make it into more of a business and a full-time job, I started looking at a lot of like business coaches and things like that online and feeling really overwhelmed by what, you know, I went from not knowing that a business coach was a thing to seeing that some business coaches charge $100,000 an hour. You know, and that can feel so overwhelming to be somebody who's just starting out and really needing support and wanting to connect with somebody who is maybe going through something similar, maybe trying to build something themselves, and just to have that connection and that opportunity to talk with somebody about the goals that you want to achieve without feeling like you're like boring your friends again, constantly talking about your business. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think we can all relate to that, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You see the glazed eyes and you're like, oh no, here I go again. Um, so I actually ended up forming a group with a couple of other friends of mine who had, you know, they're not food bloggers, but they had similar goals of things that they were they were wanting to create with their lives. And we said, we're going to set aside this time. Um, we were meeting twice a month at the new moon and the full moon because you know, got to keep it witchy, um, to just to have intentional time to talk about our goals and how we felt like we were progressing, keeping each other accountable, giving each other support, keeping each other positive. And that made such a huge difference. You know, these are people that, you know, they were my friends and I would, I would hang out with them and I would talk with them anyway, but this time was specifically focused on these intentions of focusing on our goals and supporting each other. And it's been so amazing. You don't, if you want to join a mastermind with a great business coach, I think that is absolutely amazing. But if you feel like that opportunity maybe isn't quite available to you yet, you're not quite ready to invest in that. Um, you can just go out and do it on your own. 
find just a few people, maybe even two other people where you intentionally, I love that you mm-hmm. use the word intentionally, you intentionally set time to get together and serious magic will unfold. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that, you know, people who aren't necessarily in, in the witchcraft or the magic community don't realize how simple magic actually is. You know, anytime that you're doing something with intention, you are creating magic from my point of view. So, you know, we say, you know, we say it's magic and we kind of giggle a little bit, but it it really is magic. I use the word magic all the time in that way because it is like Mm -hmm. when you do things with purpose like that, like you are basically creating magic right in front of you. Agree 100%. And there's no way to keep moving forward than to have a supportive group behind you. There have been so many times in my journey when I'm like, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. This is so overwhelming. This is so frustrating. This is so whatever, like fill in the blank with that discouraging word. Mm -hmm. But other people can lift you up and they can say, here is why you're doing this. And they can point out why you need to keep moving Mm -hmm. forward. So relying on those awesome people that you have in your network is huge and never giving up. Yeah, I think every single one of us has those days where we're like, I should just quit. This is never going to work. Even the people who are who other people might perceive as being wildly successful have those moments where they're like, oh, I'm not, not going to make it. I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I should just quit. That's when you call on your team. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that might be my favorite point so far. I mean, these have all been so great. Um, Okay, you have another point to talk through, and that involves just believing in yourself. So I want to hear this. I'm sure you've got some great stuff. Mm -hmm. I think I've probably touched on some of this already, but I think I, I discovered witchcraft about a little over two years ago. Um, and bef- before that, like, I didn't even realize this was a thing that people did. You know, it, I thought of it as something supernatural in books and fantasy stories and things like that. I knew that people read tarot cards and were interested in astrology, but I didn't realize there was this community out there. And, you know, for me, the thing, the thing was witchcraft and magic, but it can be anything really that connects you, I think, to something bigger than yourself. The universe, spirit, God, goddess, whatever whatever you want to call it. I think once you realize your connection with that bigger picture and you realize that within that, even though you may seem small and insignificant, you actually have a lot of power that you get to decide, you get to co-create your own reality. You don't have to just go along and accept other people's version of success or the way that your life should be, that you get to make the choice about the kind of life that you want to have. Um, Everything becomes possible. Uh, You know, things have just gotten clearer and clearer for me the more that I've worked through these these new understandings um, the more that I have grown to know myself um, you know if you're not interested in witchcraft you've probably heard about manifestation or growth mindset um, you know 
CBT, all of these things are connected. They're about finding your own power and believing in yourself. And I, I think that is really the one thing that anybody needs to be successful. Because if you know that you have a purpose and that you have the power to achieve that purpose, then you you just can't give up. How could you give up? Who are you to quit when you have this purpose waiting for you? Oh my gosh, I, I just wrote that down. Who are you to quit? You have a purpose, like Renee said, and you are living it out. You are playing out your journey. So you can't quit. <laughs> Who are you to quit? I love that. And I so agree with everything you said, no matter what your angle is of belief, whether it's, you know, <clears throat> a specific religion tied to God or um, another sort of form of uh, spirituality or witchcraft or whatever it is, you have to believe everything that you just said. Like you are part of a higher purpose and higher power. And I think that in itself is so motivating to keep going mm-hmm. when times are tough. Yeah, I think it's it's easy to get caught up in the little stresses and sometimes big, huge, giant stresses of day-to-day life um, and get sort of bogged down in what's for dinner, who's going to do the laundry, uh, you know, the, those things that we need to do to survive, to keep life going, Um And it's easy to lose track of what we truly want. I think maybe this is me stereotyping, but I think women experience this to an even deeper degree. You feel like you have a lot of responsibilities for others and it's easy to lose track of your your own desires. You have these calls, these desires to create something for a reason. You have the desire to create an amazing food blog for a reason. Something in you and something in the world needs what you're creating. Um, And I just think you have to make that a priority. Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. Thank you, Renee. That was so good. And that is, this goes back to the intuition thing. That is why I rely so heavily on my intuition because when it speaks to me, I know it's right. And when fear speaks to me, I know it's wrong. When my intuition, when my intuition talks, I know to listen and I have certain desires for a reason, even if they seem confusing at the time or scary at the time or fill in the blank, I know I have to do them anyway. Wow. You've given me a lot to think about. And I hope that everyone listening is like, really caught up in this too because it's so fascinating there's so much truth here and these are really like simple yet not things that you can do to keep going I mean they might seem overwhelming but they really are simple concepts do you have anything else any other encouragement about not giving up if someone is listening and they're like I am just done with this I am throwing my blog in a lake (laughs) what do you have for them (laughs) as kind of last takeaways yeah Go for a walk, take a shower, do something different, take a break, take a breath, and then try to remember why you started this project in the first place. Try to get in touch with that feeling of joy and excitement that you felt when you first got that spark. Um, And I think that that will remind you 
why you're putting in the hard work. Nobody ever said that it was going to be easy. Nobody ever said that there wouldn't be work, that there wouldn't be action necessary. Uh, but just try and get keep in touch, I think, with that spark of creation that started the whole thing. This has been so amazing, Renee. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been such a pleasure to chat with you. I've had a great time talking with you. Yes, I have absolutely loved it. So before you go, though, do you have a quote or words of inspiration to share with us in addition to everything that you've already shared? Mm. Roald Dahl is quoted as saying, those who don't believe in magic will never find it. And I think that's so important to remember whatever you think that magic is. um, We all have a concept. We all have an idea of it. Um, and I think hopefully most people's idea of magic is, is something beautiful and something joyful. If you're not looking for magic, if you're not, if you don't believe in your own magic, you won't be able to discover it. Well, we will put together a show notes page for you, Renee. If anyone wants to go look at those, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash awesome on 20. And those are numerals two zero. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on your site, your blog, and on social media, Renee? Mm -hmm. My site is awesomeon20.com. As you said, that's the numbers two zero. Um, I'm on Facebook and Twitter at awesomeon20, but I mostly hang out on Instagram. And there I am, Renee underscore awesomeon20. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Can I ask you where your name for your blog came from? Um, So my original blog name way way back in the day when I first started it was how to be awesome on $20 a day Oh, (laughs) because I started my food blog right after my husband had lost his job and so I was trying to motivate myself to like find the positive when we had just no money (laughs) Um, and then I decided to rebrand but I didn't want to change my url so I love it I love that story (laughs) that's great I'm glad I asked Well, thanks again so much, Renee, for being here and sharing all of your insights and encouragement. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.